0: People at sealinggodspeople.org with your host Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sealing God's people, and on the 19th of January 2019, the Lord visited us, and the word of the Lord came and said, Seal my people by my word, as angel ascending from thee, the east heavenly seal of the living God, so send I you. And of course, we tried to obey that, and we're doing podcasts now, uh, especially with the coronavirus, COVID 19, uh, literally stopping all international flights, so we're doing our best to uh, stream these messages uh, to the ministers, especially in Africa, India, Pakistan, Nepal, etc. Uh, there in the book of the Revelation and the Revelation Jesus Christ that God gave it to him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto John. The signified is a sign, Tav. The tav is the longest chapter in the Word of God, Psalm 119, and it goes through the Hebrew ABC area from the Alaf to the tav. The Alaf being all capitalized, then the Beth, all capitalized, each one being an attribute of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. We find that after each of the letters of the ABC area, That there will be eight verses, eight being the number of new beginnings. New beginnings. There's a new thing. Uh, Jesus is the first beginning of the creation of God. When He died on the cross, everything became new. The heavens and earth that will melt in fervent heat will be replaced by new heavens and a new earth, simply because of the work on the cross. That. Brought death upon all creatures, upon all mankind, and all the cosmos. And we find that the earth will, and the heavens will be rolled up as doth a scroll, as a, as a garment that is old. Well, there will be a new heaven and a new earth that has been purchased by our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he comes a second time with that sin of salvation, there will be a work of the ministry. It's called a new thing. The latter rain, that ask it to rain rained at the time of the latter rain, so the Lord make bright clouds, send forth showers to every one grass in the field. They know there's a glory coming. Most ministers, be it apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, understand that there is a work of the ministry. There's some kind of glory that's coming, but not sure what it is. And this is where. We have to be very sensitive to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Because without that leading, we will not be able to be guided and led into all truth. When you have a guide that leads you, all you have to do is be in subjection and walk softly before the Lord that we do not miss and have an ear open to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. With that said, we're going to talk about what is so essential in making the kingdom of heaven. We know there's different stages of growth, going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And by doing that, we know that God is allowing us to see what is coming upon the face of the earth to try the earth. As we look and comprehend The leading of the Holy Ghost and knowing the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. The time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. What is that voice? The voice of the Son of God is individual instruction as to the leading of the Holy Ghost into all these things. Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. When the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, you will speak of me. All that the Father has given is given unto me. Therefore, I said, he speak of me and show you things that will come to pass. The things that we find in the revelation of Jesus Christ here in the last days, those things are the things of faith. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Exactly what that is can only be ascertained and understood through the leading of the Holy Ghost. As we see in Revelation 1 verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. John is Jehovah favored. We find that John was the only apostle that did not die a mortars death. We find him on the Isle of Patmos writing the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him for our benefit. To show us things. Now Jesus told his disciples "I have many things to tell you. The things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. And that by faith the elders obtained a good report. And we're told to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And exactly what is that? Well that's what we're talking about here. What is the faith that was once delivered to the saints? That faith... Is the new thing that God will do in the revelation of Jesus Christ going from not babies as the newborn babes that desireth and sincere the word they may grow thereby but it's going to little children I'll run to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you have known the father well that's little children and the children of the kingdom will be cast out then we go to overcomers. These are the young men. You go from babies to little children to young men. These young men, we find in 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14, I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. These are overcomers. Notice that in the book of the Revelation, in the sealing, it will be those that are overcomers. And we find it in every church from Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Every one of the churches that is listed in the book of the Revelation is let Him that hath an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Notice there and notice the way that the Lord puts that as we read in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 about the overcomers. It's about the voice, the voice of the seven thunders, the voice that we must hear in order to obey. In Revelation 2, we start with Ephesus. Notice that he says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saying unto the churches. And he's going to say these things. Over and over, we're going to see the Lord saying these things. These things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. That's Ephesus. The word of the Lord to Ephesus. And he comes over there to Ephesus and says to him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the garden of God, the paradise of God. Then he goes to Smyrna. Notice what he says there. These things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. These things are the things of faith, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and Satan signified it. Then we go to uh, the church to Thyatira. And he says uh, to Thyatira, Pergamos and Thyatira. These things saith the Son of God. Every one that he mentions in the separate churches are these things. Again, to Sardius, he said, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God. And we find those seven spirits listed of the sevenfold Spirit of God in Isaiah 11, verse 2. Again, he says at Philadelphia, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. These things. And finally, Laodicea, these things, saith he, amen. You see what we're saying here. These things are the things of faith. But what is this faith? We're going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face, beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we're going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, growing up in him, in all things. These are the things of faith. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints in the Pentecostal realm that is now going to be a higher glory in the season of tabernacles, in the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, the Day of, At- of Atonement, Day of the Lord, and then the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Ingathering, and of course there we have the millennial reign. We're going to speak on the spirit of prophecy. To know these things, the things of faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What are these things? Well, we know that things are the things of faith because faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. The things seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. And in the revelation of Jesus Christ, we have seals, trumpets, and vials. Then we have the revelation seven, verse two, seal the servants of our God in their forehead. This is before the full wind hurt the sea, the earth, and the trees. There's a time coming, and who shall be able to stand? Only those that have the seal of the living God. But not as babies, not as little children, not as young men. Because after him that overcometh, these overcomers, we find that their trait is that the word of God is strong in them and they've overcome the wicked one. 1 John two twelve through fourteen. That step above the overcomer is that of fathers. I have written unto you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. Him that is from the beginning is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. To know him that is from the beginning, and I have written to you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning, is the word in present truth in throne room revelation then he says I write unto you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning I have written and I write why? because uh, the time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the son of God shall live it is progressive for the path of the justice is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day we have greater light shining now. And to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We need to know what that faith is and what is the glory. And we're going to see that John will see a man. In Revelation 19:10. as we turn there, and so we will see in the word of God, and I'd like you to follow along. In Revelation 19, verse 10, it says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. That is a hymn. Now, many will tell you that that is an angel, an angelos. Angelos is a messenger. But we find in the last days, at the time of Jacob's trouble, that we find a Mahanaim. Mahanaim is a double camp, two camps. One is a camp of the saints, the believers, the true believers in God. The other is an angelic host making but one camp. These two camps are Mahanaim. The Mahanaim is the double camp. Saints of God along with the angelic forces. And Michael, the great prince, was standing for the children of thy people. We find will and that revelation given through the Holy Ghost, that there is war in heaven. Michael, the great prince, was standing for the children of thy people is fighting against the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, the devil, Satan himself, and place was not found anymore in heaven. or the devil was cast out to the earth, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. That short time is a time times a half, three and a half years, a 1,203 score days, a time of great tribulation. When we see in verse 9, that's Revelation 19, verse 9, and John speaking, he said, write unto me, right blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. I fell at his feet to worship him. Now the question is, who is him? I'm going to suggest to you it's not an angel. It's an angel, true, a messenger, yes, but it's the revelation that only the fathers will see, not the babies in Christ. those uh, babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness we find that in Hebrews 5 it's not little children because your sense of forgiveness for his name's sake and you've known the father these are little children but they're still not grown and uh, we finally come to overcomers certainly a higher growth a higher glory and John said in 1 John 2 12-14 I have written Unto you young men, because the word of God is strong in you. They have sought out and with the Lord diligently seeking the Lord their God and have overcome the wicked one, not only hear the word, but a do of the word, blessed in all their deeds. But we find that there is a step higher than an overcomer, and these are the ones that will be sealed. These are the ones that will go to the image, perfect image. Of the fullness of the statue of Jesus Christ. Coming unto perfection. Adding to their faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is the bond of perfectness, it's the guarantee of coming into perfection. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's not just love. It's a love for God based in doing his will in the word. Love based in the word is charity. And that requires obedience. Even though we have the Holy Ghost, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. That obedience is required unto righteousness, then unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. The final sealing in the forehead is not that, is not that of overcomers and doing the will of God. We find in Exodus 28, the first sealing, the engraving of an engraver, an engraver of a signet, a sign, S-I-G-N, aloftov. That is the aloftov sign, aloftov. And that sign is a seal. And we find it, it is engraved with a work of an engraver. It's etched. And this is what we're going to see in the season of tabernacles that there will be cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers upon the walls, upon the walls of the most holy place. And they will be engraven there. That's sealing. God is sealing those. And we'll see what the cherubim are. We'll see what the palm tree represents. And we'll see what the open flowers are. As we see this work, it is a curious work. It is a strange act that God is doing. It's a work of a barrel stone. Have a wheel in the middle of the wheel. And God is doing this work right now in calling out his people to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The time is now. The night is far spent, the days at hand. Many know that. All know that we're living in the last of the last days. But the work that we're being prepared for requires a diligent seeking and a pure heart of obedience toward God. Otherwise, uh, just going to church and sitting in a pew, giving tithes of all that we possess, and fasting twice a week just won't get it. We have to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might. And that is what is being required. As the Lord seeketh those that are true worshipers, that worship Him in spirit and in truth. They're broken, humble, and contrite. To this man with the Lord, look. One... That are diligently seeking him. Ask and you shall receive. Knocking shall be open to you. Seek and you'll find. It's keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Diligently for the Lord your God to see his glory. To be made protectors of his divine nature. Holiness. So we find in Exodus 28. The first ceiling is that of an engraver. With the engravings of a signet, sign aloft of, that's the first seal, a sign, which is a seal, that after you have received the word of God, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. And it's progressive. And that's why we have another sealing or growth after the birth. In Exodus 28, the first sealing is upon the two onyx stones upon the shoulders of the high priest on the shoulders of the high priest. The onyx stones there means to blanch and make white. And you have six of the tribes on each of those two onyx stones. And they're engraving of a signet according to the birth. This is when you're born again. Born of the water and the spirit. You've repented and you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now you have the Holy Ghost these little children now will be led and guided by the Holy Ghost to a higher state of glory in the work of the ministry. In Exodus 28, now we see that the, the garments of glory and beauty on the high priest and the priesthood that you and I are called for. That from birth, we then go to the breastplate of judgment. And we're going to find four rows, three in each row, with diversities of stones and various colors. And it will be according to the working of the tribes. And as we see the stones of the breastplate of judgment, it will have to do with the battle order. It will have to do with the order of the tribes. And as we look at Exodus 28... You'll see that it is again an engraving of an engraver as a working of a signet. Take a look. There in Exodus 28. And it's going to show us according to the birth in uh, Exodus 28. Uh, and you'll find that according to the the birth. In the garments of glowing beauty. The first sealing. It's the first etching. It's the first engraving of a signet. It will say very simply. That. According to the birth in Exodus 28. Verse 10. These are the two onyx stones engrave on them. The names of the children of Israel. In verse 10, six of the names on one stone and the other six names of the rest on the other stone according to their birth. Exodus 28 verse 10. Now that is, that is according to the birth. Your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you know the Father. Now come down and you're going to see another engraving of an engraver. You're going to see in Exodus 28 verse 15, and thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment, with cunning work. After the work of the ephod, make it of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, fine twine linen, shalt thou make it. Notice the blue and the scarlet never touch. You mix uh, the two colors, scarlet and blue, together to get the purple, but blue will never touch the scarlet. Blue is a heavenly expanse. It means uh, that he is the father of glory. The scarlet is the blood, blood flow. And the purple is the king of kings and lord of lords. But the blue will never touch the scarlet. And the scarlet will never touch the blue because it's the work of the ministry. Which of these twain, Jesus took the ordinance of that law, nailing it to his cross. And of the twain, making one new man. We're talking about the new thing that God is doing. Not revival, but the new thing. Notice here that in the overcomer he's going to say that you're going to do four rows and in that first row will be a sardius topaz and a carbuncle. The settings of the stones and we are these lively stones where it's built up a spiritual house whereby we offer praises unto God. That sardius will be Judah where we celebrate the Lord. We praise Judah. Praise him. The topaz is Issachar. My heart, my reward, my buckle, my shield. That's Jesus. Then the carbuckle. That is Zebulun. I dwell in God and God dwells in me. So the first row under that heading of the Sardius will be the tribe of Judah, which is the lion of the tribe of Judah, which we see of Jesus in Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew. That second row we're going to see an emerald, sapphire, and a diamond. The emerald will be Reuben. See, yes, son. Those are the ones birthed into the kingdom of God. Sapphire. You see a sapphire stone anywhere in the Word of God means uh, uh, to uh, to hear to understand. Uh, that is Simeon. Simon to hear to understand. That's on the sapphire, and a diamond that is Gad. A troop cometh. You are that troop of God. We will be overcome at first, but Gad, you will overcome in the end. And the third row is a ligure, a gate, and an amethyst. Now, why are we talking about these? Because this is a seal according, an engraving, a graving of a signet, a sign of to have, according to the work. This is according to the will of God for your life. All the uh, all the birthstone on the on the onyx stone on the on the shoulders of the high priest, or according to the birth, there was no diversity of stones. It was on an onyx stone, one on the shoulder and the other on the shoulder of the high priest. God's no respecter of persons, but when it comes to the will of God, there are different ministrations, but one spirit, and the body's going to be compacted together fitly framed and compacted together to the effectual working of the Holy Ghost in each member of whichever joint supplies through the supply of the Spirit to the edifying of itself in love. And that's what God's doing now is bringing his body together. And now in that third row, we're going to see that that is a ligure, a gate, and an amethyst. That is uh, Ephraim, Manasseh, and uh, Benoni, or Benoni, and Benjamin. Benone by Rachel of a Son of My Sorrow and then Benjamin uh, by Jacob Son of My Right Hand and the final row we're going to see a barrel, an onyx and a jasper a beryl Dan, Dan's written on jasper I mean on the, uh, the barrel stone and then Asher to be blessed uh, happy, fortunate are you and Naphtali, my wrestling with the cross. Each one of these are lively stones built up a spiritual house, and you are these stones. The battle order there, very simply, if you look at that order, and there were going to be several different orders of these tribes, and we'll get into that in Revelation 7, after the sealing of the servants, and why he changes the battle order. But for right now, in the present, Pentecostal, as we're going into the season of tabernacles. We're going to see that the first row is Judah, Issachar, Zebulun. No matter what you go through, the first thing you do is praise God. In all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. Why? Because uh, uh, Issachar, he's your buckler, he's your shield, he is your reward. He is your hire, he is your reward. And then Zebulun, because you dwell in God and God dwells in you. The second row is see you a son, you're birthed into that kingdom see, Simeon, you see see and hear and understand. Get a troop coming. There's warfare. Then uh, that third row, Ephraim, double fruit. Manasseh, you're crucified, the world of worlds crucified unto you. And then Benjamin, you're son of God's right hand. Then the final row. You're going to have Dan, Asher, and Naphtali. Dan, judge. There, then, blessed, happy, fortunate are you. Nathalie my risen, because of the cross. If you will do that battle order, battle order, in every situation you're in, you're going to overcome. And these are overcomers. Notice that it says that this is an engraving. Look at verse 21. As soon as he gives you the four rows. Then in Exodus 28, verse Twenty-one. He said, "The stones shall be with the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names." This is the work, and their names, literally, reveal the work that they're doing in the work of the ministry, and this will apply to each believer in the body of Christ, according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. The engravings of a signet. There is your sealing again, in a higher glory than little children or birth two overcomers young men everyone with his name shall they be according to the twelve tribes now that's according to the word of God and the will of God for each of these when there's diversity of color, colors because each one of us has a member in particular part to do in the body of Christ and that's the reason he said uh, John in his epistle 1 John 2 12 through 14 states Outright to you young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. How did you do that? Well, you did the will of God. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. And perfect will of God for you is. There's only one way to know the will of God. And that is to get into his word. You with your Savior. Becoming one with that word. In obedience. Unto righteousness. And by doing so. You will overcome the wicked one. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. There are. Three different ceilings there. Birth then the work or the will of God, and then finally fathers. Notice that the last one in Exodus 28, for the high priest, to which we're all called as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. And these are the garments of glory and beauty. We find in Exodus 28, verse 36, and thou shalt make a plate of pure gold and grave upon it. Seal it again. Like the engravings of a signet. There's a sign. The sign of which is a seal. Holiness to the Lord. And where does that go? It shall be upon Aaron's forehead. The last final sealing engraving of a signet is upon the forehead. We find that that is uh, referred to in the New Testament as father's small f though you have many instructors and many teachers, yet you have not many fathers. The fathers there, we find that John says, I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. That is the word. That word is how we are sealed and that is, uh, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, and the Holy Ghost through the word. As Jesus said, when the comforter is come, he'll speak of me, for all the fathers given is given unto me, therefore I said he would speak of me, the word of God, and show you things which will come to pass. And that's exactly what John starts with in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. The engraving of an engraver, of a signet, a sign, a of a seal. And its growth from babies to young, little children to, to young men, and ultimately the fathers. Fathers are in the forehead. And this is what we see in the Revelation 7 that seal the servants of our God in their forehead. Not on their forehead. In their forehead. Now notice the mark of the beast. The key Z stigma, the six hundred three score and six is a mark in their forehead or in their right hand. But the seal of God has nothing to do with the right hand. Why? Because we're already seated in heavenly places there when Jesus set him at the right hand what he wrought to usward, what he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now we, the body of Christ, are made to set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So now it's the forehead. It's the mind of Christ. We don't have to worry about in the, in, the, in the hand, in the right hand. The beast will be the one that sees on that. Key Z, stigma is Christ is not come in the flesh. 600, Christ, stigma, flesh. 60, rebelling against that. Jesus Christ is not coming to flesh. Keys the stigma. There we find in the work of the ministry what we are all called for. Then he gave apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is overcomers unto fathers. Fathers is growing up into Jesus in all things. In Revelation 19.10, I submit to you that's not an angel. Somebody said, Well, it's on an Angelos because we see that over there in Revelation 22.8. When it says the same thing, pretty much the same thing, because it said, I, I, John, saw these things. These things are the things that he is now revealing to us, the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far. Jesus said, These things I write unto you. These things saith the Son of God. These things saith the Amen. These things are the things of faith that was once delivered to the saints, but is a higher glory now from faith to faith to be revealed in the last days in the work of the ministry, with this everlasting gospel being preached in all the world, for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Notice it says in John, this is Revelation 22, 8, I saw these things. I heard them. In other words, he understood them. He is conveying that, um, communicating to us that have an ear to hear these things. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Somebody said, well, that angel, that angel is one of the he- heavenly being there. Why would you say that an angel? Because an angel is not redeemed. He did not take on him the nature of angels, but the seed of Abraham. Take a look at the next verse. Then said... He to me, see thou do it not, don't worship me. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets. This then lets us know he's of the brethren the prophets. He's a fellow servant. He's one of the fellows. He's one of us. Somebody said, well, it's an angel revealing. Angelos. There's seven stars to the seven churches and that's the Pleiades, the seven stars and those stars uh, in the heavenlies and Orion and Arcturus and his sons and Maseroth and taking his ordinances Making the heavens bow down to the earth putting the ordinances of the Maseroth in the earth the kingdom That's being the kingdom of God being revealed in the earth Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven that is the Maseroth. But there we find the Pleiades. We find Pleiades written there in Job. Uh, we also see that Pleiades being the seven stars, seven sisters. And great is the company that published the word. Why is it sisters? Because it's a church of the living God. It's the messengers to the church. Angelos is a messenger, one sent. One sent for the Word to be revealed in and through the body of Christ and not only heard, but believed and acted on in obedience. He said, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. Now the sayings of this book is the book of this prophecy. That's the reason why it's not going to call the two witnesses, apostles, but he said first in the church apostles, secondarily prophets. Well, the, why did he say the two prophets, their dead bodies, these, the, these two witnesses, well their dead bodies will lay in the streets, which is uh, solemnly, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, wherein also our Lord was crucified. And then they will not suffer their dead bodies to be buried for three and a half days, not three days, three and a half days. Why? Because it's half of a week. That is the work of the ministry. Jesus cut off in the midst of the week, but not of himself. It refers to the three and one half, not Siboa, but Heptad, year work of Jesus Christ. He was cut off, on the, cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. Who shall declare his generation? The generations shall be counted for the seed. There remains another three and a half year. Time times and a half. A thousand two hundred and three-score days. Forty-two months of the Jesus ministry. That's the work of the ministry in Ephesians 4 that you and I are called for. For those that have an ear, you need to call. We need to get together as the body of Christ is coming together. And this word will literally go on all the earth. And it will be a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. Now we find also that John, I'm going to submit to you that John Jehovah favored is not a little baby. He is not a little children, not just young men and overcomer. He is fathers. He has reached that state of fathers growing up in him and all things. He has known him that's from the beginning. These things are the things of faith. It is the testimony of Jesus, it's within the veil. Now, we partake of that good word of God when we find the table of shoe bread, the show bread, That table on the north side of the sanctuary, of the holy place, and the seven golden candlestick, that menorah, that candlestick, that golden candlestick of the beaten work, had 22 knots of bowls. That fed the seven lamps with a half egg of beaten olive oil in each of the 22 knots of bowls made likened to almonds, almonds, which is almond, lus which is Bethel, house of God. Now, with that said, it shined in the holy place, the sanctuary, that lead candlestick shone over there against the shoe bread. To give light unto the sanctuary. The high priest worked in there. But then the priesthood worked in there. But then we have the high priest going in one time a year on the day of atonement. And this is a time that the cherubim will overshadow the mercy seat. This is a time in Hebrews 9.5. That Paul stated the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of which now we cannot speak particularly. Not because he ran out of time. Because he was in a Pentecostal season. Not in tabernacles. He was not in uh, the Feast of Trumpets of Rosh Hashanah. The ministry voice of Jesus. Which will be three and a half years. 42 months. Time, times and a half. A thousand two and three score days. To uh, preach this everlasting gospel. To all the world. For a witness in all nations. It's the final word being preached. In the testimony of Jesus. To all the world. Now when we see that John will see and he's relating that to us we see this person in Revelation nineteen ten. 10 this man said these are the true sayings of God Revelation nineteen ten, and I fell at his feet to worship him and he said unto me see thou doest not now he had just told you that he had told this man had just told John These are the true sayings of God. This is the true word of God. The things that I have told you. The hidden manna in Revelation 2. The white stone. That only he knows. A new name in that white stone. That only he knows that received it. The new name is the new thing that God is doing. A higher revelation of the name of Jesus Christ a higher glory, a higher faith. Now, those that are listening, you know that there are more things, more glory to come, a great work of the ministry, but very few know what it is. They say, well, there's something out there. We just don't know what it is. Well, God is revealing exactly what it is to those that have an ear to hear. It's not enough to pound the pulpit and say, I know there's a glory coming. I want to see the glory. Well, that's how I find good. But you have to be obedient and grow up into him in all things and be not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine because these are the true sayings of God which is the final seven thunders of their voices. It's the final consummation of all things. It's a higher revelation of Jesus Christ that we are doing now. And for that, he said Unto John, see thou doest it not. Don't, don't worship me. John fell at his feet. He saw something. He saw a man that looked like Jesus, walked like Jesus, talked like Jesus, looked exactly like him, had the full appearance of a man. And he said, See thou do it not. Don't worship me. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren. Now he tells him who he is right here that have the testimony of Jesus. The Ark of the Covenant is called the testimony. But that's not in the holy place. That's not in the sanctuary. That is in the holiest of all. It's within the veil. It is called up to the third heaven, not the outer court, not the sanctuary, but to the third level, light against light against light in three ranks. The highest of glory and the light, which is the god light. And that is in the holiest of all. The most holy place. John. Saw this man. Knew. If anybody knew the Lord Jesus. It was John. And as he was about to bow down and worship him. Say thou do it not. I am of thy fellow servants. And of thy brethren. That have. The testimony of Jesus. Now that's extremely important. He has something that others don't have. The testimony. Now that's not just a testimony of the church where you stand up and say, Well, I want to give testimony for God. But it is the testimony of Jesus. It is a living epistle. It is becoming one with the word in obedience into a lively stone where is built up a living. House, lively stones, a spiritual house, a living epistle. Where they see you, they see Christ. for your life is here with God in Christ. You are you are dead to self. For you to live is Christ. You have become one with the word of God. It's not a gift of prophecy, it is the spirit of prophecy, and that's a small s. Why is it a small s? Because he that joined the Lord is one spirit. And it lets us know this is a body of Christ that have literally become one with the spirit of God. They are not the spirit of God but have become one with him. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus tells you exactly what it is. Is the spirit of prophecy. It is the The forehead, the mind of Christ, in the seal, the engraving of a signet, in holiness unto the Lord, in the forehead of the high priest in in Exodus 28, in the final miter, in holiness unto the Lord, in the forehead, on the forehead. Now the seal is in the forehead. It's called the testimony of Jesus. It is the spirit of prophecy. What is that spirit of prophecy? It's knowing the, the words of the book of this prophecy, which are two prophets. Why did it say prophets instead of apostles? Because they are prophets that understand the words of the book of this prophecy, and they will prophesy again before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, realizing they are carrying that word, the true sayings of God that was given unto John. That John again, the body of Christ again, will stand up and prophesy this to all nations, kindreds, uh, their peoples and, and, and tongues. There we find in Revelation 10 that John had to take the little book. After the seven thunders uttered their voices, John was about to write. The voices there are the individual revelation of the final seven perfecting Thunders of God, the voice of God, and the seven thunders uttered their voices. And they were, they, John was about to write, and, and he said, See, thou doest it not. Then he saw the book, the little book in the angel's hand. God has taken that book and compacted it. He has literally made a little book from Genesis to Revelation where we can eat all of it, but nobody's going to give it to you. The kingdom of God suffers violence, the violent, take it by force. John was told, take the book. Take the little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. You have to take it, friend. You have to diligently be seeking for the Lord your God. If you're living lackadaisically, going to church, thinking everything's all right, I'm saved. And one day when I die, I'm going to heaven. Not realizing there's a work that God wants you to do, a glory that has to be obtained. That you have to press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And you don't have that mind. That mind of Christ requires a ceiling in the forehead in Revelation 7. It is still open for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Come out of her, touch not the unclean thing. The body of Christ has to come together rather than being divided through different divisions heresies and denominations and it will happen. The ones that stay in the denominations, I'm afraid they are through these divisions and heresies that they are approved only among those approved among yourselves and not of God. These are the ones that come out of her that will diligently seek the Lord their God will find themselves in a wilderness They're to be tried of God and you'll find that in Revelation 12. That woman clothed with the sun, the moon and under her feet, upon her head a crown of twelve stars, she cried, travailing in pain, to be delivered and brought forth a man-child. That man-child is what you're seeing in Revelation 19.10. That man-child is the are the fathers. Not little children. Not overcomers. They haven't stopped that growth. They've come unto fathers. These things saith the amen, this thing saith the son of God, these things to Ephesus Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea every one of those churches these are the sayings of Jesus and that that man that man is none other than Jesus the head and you the body of the Christ you, the, you are the Mahanaim, you are the double camp, there will be an angelic host with you, yes but you are the ones. The angels won't preach a everlasting gospel. You, the body of Christ, will. These things the angels desire to look into, sure. But it's the men and women of God that will preach a everlasting gospel in the last days, not the angelic host. It will be you. You that have an ear to hear. You are that man, child caught up to God and to his throne, You are that one that are in the third heaven, seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are the ones that God has chosen. That will be his battle axe, those instruments of judgment. But before then, there will be a great ministry, a work of the ministry, a Jesus ministry before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. It will be a ministry of the word of God, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. You have literally become one with the Holy Ghost, with the spirit of God. That is not the gift of prophecy. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. The nine spiritual gifts. This is not a gift of prophecy. It is the spirit of of prophecy. Those that have become one with the Lord Jesus Christ. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit and there they are. They are the ones that follow that Lamb whithersoever he goeth. The spirit of the living creatures, that spirit of the living creatures is in the wheels. The wheel is the golgol That's the cross. The Gold goal gold, gold, gold is a wheel. Tha. Gold, gold, tha is the of the ones that overcome to the end, not the aloth, beth, gomel, deloth, but all the way to Tav. The Tav is the last letter of the Hebrew abysseidiri, overcoming to the end and the attributes of Jesus. They have literally become to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto the fullness of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man. This spirit of prophecy is full-grown fathers that you see that John wrote in his epistle in 1 John 2, 12-14, I've written to you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. That is the word. These are the true sayings of God. And it was given to John, which is now given to us. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Somebody said, well... It says angel over there. Yes, that's Angelos. That means a messenger. You are an angel. Now, I'm not talking about a celestial as the angels in heaven, but an angel there being one set, Angelos. And sometimes in the book of Revelation, it will speak of an angel, a messenger, a Michael. There, on the other hand, it will speak of the seven stars, which are the seven seven stars to the seven churches. These are not angels to the seven churches that's going to preach this word. Well, they're with us, of course, there is a manahan. That manahan is a double count. Manahem is a double count, which is a two count, which is in the time of Jacob's trouble. Of the time, times they have three and a half years of the great tribulation. And that's the reason why you have Jacob having the angelic host there with him, saying with us in the last days. But the angelic hosts are the, not the ones preaching the gospel. It is the body of Christ. The ones that have an ear to hear, these things are the true sayings of God. Every church from Ephesus to Laodicea, Jesus spoke, these things saith the Son of God. These things saith I am. These things saith the Amen. These are the sayings of God. And we have to keep the sayings of this book. And do, they will be prophets. And why does it say that these two prophets will prophesy for a thousand two and threescore days, forty-two months' time, times and a half? Because they will finish the work of the ministry of Jesus' week. And we find in Revelation 11 who these are. They're the two olive trees. They're the two candlesticks. Well, the candlesticks are the churches. Of course it is the two olive trees, the two witnesses. Somebody said, well, that's two men walking around on the face of this earth. No, it is the body of Christ with Jesus ahead. We find that in John 8, 13 through 27. He tells us who the witnesses are there, Jesus in the days of his flesh. He did the first three and a half years himself and completed all Feast of the Lord. But it still has to be experienced in the body of Christ. For us to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus. And Jesus stated there that I have many things to tell you. Where is he telling this? He's telling it now to John in the revelation of Jesus Christ these are the true sayings of God. Thus saith, these things saith the Lord. These things saith, Amen. After every church from Ephesus, Myrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, Laodicea, these things saith, these are the things of faith. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We find there in that man child caught up, forgotten to God into his throne, that that woman, the church right now, is in travail. She's in great sorrow, pains, but she's going to deliver a man child. That man child is Jesus in you, not Jesus 2,000 years ago, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why? Because it says, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The remnant of her seed are those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. When that man child is birthed, the old devil, the serpent, the scorp- scorpion, the dragon will go out to devour her child as soon as it is born. And that devil knows that he has but a short time. That man-child, those fathers in the last days will be the ones that pre preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. He will do everything he can to stop that, just like he t- tried to stop the newborn in the days that Jesus, God, was going to be manifest in the flesh of Emmanuel, and it killed all the ones under two years of age. The same will happen in the last days that the Lord, that Uh, When the Lord does this work and brings forth this great revelation of Jesus in the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy given to his saints, to the church, that the devil and all that are against the holy covenant, all against Jesus will do everything they can to deny and stop this word from going forth because they do not believe it or they think the old wine is better. They will not make themselves a new wineskin where the new wine can be poured in and saying the old is better and therefore will not accept the new wine, the new thing that God is doing. This is the new thing that God will do that a comp- woman will compass a man. That woman comes to the man as the man child that's going to be in sorrow, birth pangs, and come forth up to God and to his throne, throne room revelation, they will know these things of God, that God will reveal himself in and through this body, them being one with him, he the head and we the body of the Christ, unto a perfect man to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Those are fathers. They're not babies. They're not little children. They're not young men. They have have obtained fathers, and those fathers know him that's from the beginning. That's caught up to God and to his throne. The first thing happens when that woman is in travail. She has uh, up on her head a crown of 12 stars, clothed with a sun and a moon under her feet. She cries and travails in pain. That tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience and experience that worketh hope. Right now, you may be going through something. You're thinking, my, I've never been through the tribulation trials and the persecutions I'm going through now. Well, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. God is doing a great work and bringing you forth, that if you will not faint, you will overcome and you will reap and you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. You will be those that hear and come with that sealing in their forehead, will preach. They are the four beasts the lion, man, ox, and eagle. They are the two witnesses in Revelation 11. Now, in John 8, when they came to Jesus, the Pharisees said, Jesus, you bear a record of yourself. Your record's not true. Well, there's three that bear a record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. Heist means one in the self, same spirit. The Father's administrative office of the spirit. The Word's expression of the office of the spirit, same spirit, which is the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God. And the Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. Now there's three that bear record in the earth, the spirit, water and the blood, and these three agree in one. But the Father word and the Holy Ghost, these three are one, one of the self-same spirit, 1 John 5, 7. And Jesus, they came to him and said, "Jesus, you bear record of yourself, your record is not true." Jesus said, "Though I bear record of myself, my record is true, because I'm not alone. I am one to bear. Now watch how he does, I'm one to bear witness of myself." And my father, he beareth witness of me. He goes from record to bearing witness. Now watch what he says. It is written in your law, the testimony. He changes that record to testimony. The testimony of two men is true. He's going to use those two men in the last days. The two witnesses, the two servants of God, the two prophets. The two, because it's written in the law. And he always sent out the apostles and all by two. He never sent out one alone. Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, James and John, etc. It was always by two. Because it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. He said testimony there. He didn't say record. But he didn't say the record of two men is true. He said it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. Well, who are these two men? Jesus said, I am one that beareth witness of myself. There's your one witness. There in the days of his flesh, that body that he is, God manifests in the flesh. And my father that sent me, he's the other man. He beareth witness of me. There's your other witness. They said, where's your father? He just said, if you didn't know me, you do not know my father. And he goes and said, you're from beneath. I'm from above. You're, you're of this world. I'm not of this world. Moreover, Jesus spake these words under treasury. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Moreover, Jesus said, I go my way. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then they said, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. Jesus said in John eight twenty four, except you believe that I am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins. John eight twenty seven. this they understood not, that he spake to them of the Father, the capital L, Father of Glory. Jesus is that Father of Glory. But he tells you who the two witnesses are right there. The flesh that God is manifest in. And what is that? How do you try the spirits of the last days? Because many false prophets are entered into the world. 1 John 4, 1 through 3. Hereby about trying the spirits, because many false prophets are going out in the world. Any spirit that confesses, That Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now, is come is a present imperfect tense. Is come, not has come, not past tense. Is come, present, still doing, imperfect because it hadn't been perfected. yet, still in operation. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Well, who's the flesh? You are bone of his bone. You are flesh of his flesh. You are the body of the Christ. You are that body, that one witness there, and the spirit that is in you, your father, the Lord Jesus Christ, is that other man. Somebody said, that's not a man. We think man means humus, a human, a man in a humus or dirt body. But a man Take a look at John 3.13. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. A man came down from heaven? Yes. John 3.13, Jesus. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. That man came down from heaven. Not Not a flesh man. God himself is the other man. That's what Jesus said. It's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. There's your testimony. That's the testimony of Jesus. I am one that bear witness of myself. I'm the flesh, you're seeing. God manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Without controversy, grace, and mystery of godliness, God was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 36 uh, 317. Well, uh, uh 1 Timothy uh, uh And that right there Christ in you the hope of glory there's your two witnesses we find that in that witness what Jesus just stated he is telling us that he in the days of his flesh is that body he is that flesh now we are in Christ's stead we are ambassadors of Christ we are bone of his bone flesh of his flesh Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is still coming in the flesh, that means that Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Christ, the Holy Ghost, is, is come in the flesh. It's present and perfect and still happening. If you confess that, you're of God. If you confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is that spirit of Antichrist that is already in the world. 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Now, with that said, we, With those two witnesses, that is the man that John sees in Revelation 19.10. That's the same Angelos, our messenger, that we see in Revelation 22, verse 8. Same thing. It's not an angel. It is the body of Christ in a higher glory than what we have had and experienced in Pentecost. Much higher glory than Pentecost. Not Pentecostal, but Tabernacalist. They've gone on to fathers here in the last days. And the time is now. God's calling those that have an ear to hear, to receive those things and the things of faith, going from glory to glory to faith to faith, to the perfect image of Jesus Christ, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. And those he predestinated, them he called them that he called he justified; and them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And that is a perfect image of Jesus Christ that you're seeing in Revelation 19.10. They have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. It's not a gift of prophecy. It's a spirit of prophecy. They have become one with the Holy Ghost in the word. They've received it. The Holy Ghost has led and guided them into all truth. And they're going to proclaim that truth into all the world for a witness in all nations. When we see in Revelation 4, those four beasts, when you, when you look at Genesis 3 in the fall, and Adam fell and the, the first proto-evangel, uh, there the first messianic promise of Christ, or Christos, was in Genesis 3.15. Talking to the snake, he said, "I'm gonna put in between you and a woman between your seed and her seed. That she bruise his head, and that she bruise his heel." Then he goes on and says, "A woman will be saved in childbearing. In sorrow she will bring forth, in much sorrow, sorrow or birth pains. Well, then he says that it puts cherubim at the east end of the garden of God. That to keep the way of the tree of life. Now we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. But he puts a cherubim there at the east end of the Garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life. Not to keep man out, but to keep the way. That is a capital C. Why? Because it's deity. Cherubim, capital C. And the cherubim there, the cherubim or cherubim, whichever way you want to pronounce it, is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But we're going to see that there are four horns that fray the earth. And there's four carpenters that built it back. Jesus, him hath got the Father sealed in the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. The Father's administrative office of that Spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same Spirit. The thought plan person will of God. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. The Son of God is that redemption office of that same Spirit. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of that same Spirit. It is knowing Him that's from the beginning. It is. It is. The kingdom office of Jesus Christ. Him, the head, you, the body of the Christ. And that's so important to see. When we see cherubim at the east in the garden of God, then that's the lion, man, ox, and eagle. We see Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah in Matthew the gospel according to Matthew. We see him as the perfect man, the lion man, ox and eagle, the perfect man in Mark, the gospel according to Mark, John Mark. Then we find Luke, the beloved physician that traveled with Peter and also Paul on his journey and wrote the book of Acts. The gospel according to Luke sees him as the perfect ox, the suffering servant of God. And then we see John proclaiming Jesus as the eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, when we go to the living creatures, the zoe of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, we see 4 and 20 elders, 24 seats in heaven. We're made to sit together in heavenly places. Why 24 seats? Because 24 is the number of the priesthood. 24 courses there. the priest there's 24 seats and he saw 24 elders seated upon those seats that's the priesthood then we see four beasts before the throne of God the four beasts of the four living creatures are the Zoe those are the lion man calf and eagle the lion man calf and eagle I submit to you are the same as Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10 the cherubim of glory that Ezekiel seized by the river Kebar. And they came out of the amber. Fire burned as amber and they came out of the fire. And they have the appearance of a man. What man? The man you saw in Revelation 19.10. That man a, that has the faces, the face of a lion, the face of a man, the face of an ox and the face of an eagle. And their four faces had their... Each of those had their four faces. There are a myriad of faces there. Why? Because that speaks of the glory and the glories of Jesus Christ, the glory of God. They have straight faith and went everyone straight forward. And the spirit of the living creatures is in the wheels. If you take the the churches, the seven churches in Revelation, you have Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardius. Philadelphia lay see it. You have a circle there. The beginning, the end. It speaks of eternity, which is God. But in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, in the midst of those churches, is one like the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the kingdom of us. He didn't say Son of God. He said Son of Man. Why? Because He's the head with the body. And all judgments given to the Son of Man because He is the Son of Man. There, he's in the midst of a wheel, in the midst of a wheel. In Ezekiel, it says, it will cry to the wheels in my hearing, O wheel, but one. Why? Because you have the spirit of prophecy. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit, and that is the spirit of prophecy. Not the spirits of prophecy, but the spirit of prophecy. Not a gift of prophecy. You become one with that word. You become one with the word of God. These are the true words, the true sayings of God. And you become one with it. And that's the reason why the cherubim, the cherubim that you see of the living creatures in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, speaking of the four and 20 elders and the four beasts that sing the song of the redeemed. The angels are not redeemed. God did not come down and down across to redeem the angels, the ones that kept not their first state estate are kept in everlasting chains. there, are uh, uh, bound in everlasting chains until the day of the Lord. Well, the angels God did not redeem. He didn't take on him the nature of angels, but the seed of Abraham. They are. They sing the song of the redeemed. The four and twenty elders speak of the priesthood. And the four beasts of the king, the king priesthood of Jesus Christ. They sang the song of the redeemed, Revelation five. There we find their lion man, calf, and eagle are the four zoe beasts, living creatures that we find in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, and they're a little small case C. Why? Because now we're one with the Lord. He is the cherubim, lion man, ox and eagle but we have taken on the same faces of a line ox, they go the same face what is the face the face is always the glory god has shown forth his glory in the face of jesus christ but we have this treasure in earthen vessels as jesus christ is come in the flesh that the excellency of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves the excellency the excellency of the power is not of us the excellency of the power might be have gotten out of ourselves, for the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face, there's that face again, of a lion, man, ox, and eagle. We all with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord aren't changed into the same image. And that's what you see in Revelation 19.10 and Revelation 22.8. And the Mahan, the, the manahem, that's a double count. We're going to have angelic hosts there with us in this great battle of evil against good. It will be the battle of the ages, the battle of the ages. And the Lord God, we know who wins. We do. The body of Christ. That's the reason why the cherubim are made, 1 Kings 6.23, are made of an olive tree. Overlaid with gold. Now, there are two cherubim in each side of the mercy seat, which are a beaten work. They are of the mercy seat, look at them, and of the mercy seat and look at the mercy seat. They're looking at the blood of Jesus Christ, which is sprinkled seven times before the mercy seat on the day of atonement. Those are the cherubim, which are a beaten work in that, in that, mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant the testimony that cherubim there I speak to you there is a capital C the Lord Jesus Christ himself and there we are one with him and that's where you're going to see two colossal huge 10 cubit high cherubim that are going to be made of olive trees there's your two olive trees in Revelation 11 they will have a wingspan of five cubits and the other wingspan of five cubits. There will be two of them. The wall of the holiest of all, the most holy place, will be there twenty cubits wide. Where in Moses' tabernacle, which was dedicated in Passover, was ten by ten by ten, or a thousand cubits. But there we have A 10 by 10 by 20, 20, 20 cubits wide. 20 cubits wide, there are the walls of salvation. And 20 speaks of redemption. 10's responsibility then. That Moses tabernacle was dedicated in Passover. Solomon's temple was dedicated in the seventh month Tishri, Ethneim. In the seventh month, in the 21st day of the seventh month, we find in Haggai 2 that he'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. When the desire of all nations shall come and the silver and gold is mine, I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. We're talking about the former house of Pentecost, the latter house of tabernacles. Jesus stated that in the last days, that we will come to the measure of the statue of himself. And those in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, that not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. No man can call Jesus Lord, Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. They said Lord. But he said, Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Then they will begin to profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've cast out devils. We prophesied in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. Then Jesus will say, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity—not sin, sense of transgression of the law, but iniquity, lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God. You didn't do the will of God. God worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure." Now the quest for life is. That after we see the lightning. The effulgence of revelation of Jesus. And the thunders. We hear the, the voice and the understanding of the word. Then the voices. Is to hear that voice of God. In obedience to do his will. For each individual member in particular. We have to do the will of God. Each member in particular has a part. That only they are called to do. Therefore. We must do the will of God. The ones that do not, even though they were born again, even though they had the newborn babes and come to little children and knows that he's the father calling him Lord. Yet when it comes to overcomers doing the will of God, they didn't do it. Because Jesus said, depart from me you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. Then he says, For you did not do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He didn't do it. So they did not make that sealing. They didn't make that growth of an engraving of a signet, a sign of an engraving of an engraver, going all the way to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. They didn't make it. How sad shall it be? Then we go to the final, fathers. There's your cherubim. They're the ones that sing the song of the the Lord, than the song of the Lamb, which is the song of the redeemed, Revelation 5. These are not angels. They are the body of Christ. They are the cherubim. And it was cried to the wheels of my hearing, O wheel, but one, being one with the Lord. And that's what God has called us for. Notice on the walls, there's more engravings because it'll show forth the glory all around the Ark of the Covenant, the testimony. These are ten cubits high of olive tree overlaid with gold. The cherubim. In some of the versions it says these two cherubim are two men. You'll find that in some of the, in the, of some of the manuscripts. They'll say they're two men. But we know they have an appearance of a man. We know that they each had their four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, which are the cherubim, which is in the image of Jesus Christ. They're not God. It's a little sea. They come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ into a perfect man. And now on the walls, they engrave cherubim. Why? Because that's the highest glory that mankind will receive in this lifetime before our bodies is changed in fashion like his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things into himself. Our vile body being fashioned like unto his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. That, that change in Zechariah 3 is that man. It's Joshua, the son of Josedech. It is Joshua coming before the throne of God. Satan there to prevent it. There's a seven head, ten horned beast, and ten crowns of his head to. Devour the man-child as soon as it's born. Joshua, the one called by the name of, of uh, Jesus, those that are called by his name, it says, take the filthy garments off of him and give him a change of raiment. That is the new thing. The change of raiment is the new thing. Joshua will have a change of raiment. Who is this? This is, there will be a stone. Where is up on seven eyes? There called the branch. Notice it said, these are the men and fellows that are wondered at. Men of wonders. Signs. Divers miracles, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to God's will. That change right now. Uh, Zechariah 3 going into Zechariah 4 the two sons of all the two witnesses that is the spirit of God that is the man one man and the body of Christ is the other Jesus Christ is come in the flesh here's your two witnesses that will go and he will take the walls that are 20 cubits wide and one wing of the cherub touches that wall five cubits one wing, five cubits the other wing now touching all the the other wing of that cherub going to the other wing of that cherub touching the wall means the walls of salvation are now touched and acquired by the Lord Jesus Christ for his body coming to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ they have come not through the Alaph, Beth, Gamal, Belah, Ha. They have gone all the way to the Tab, salvation written, Tab, salvation as a cross. You, they have carved Cherubim upon the walls. Why? Because Cherubim is the highest glory to be obtained by the body of Christ. Palm trees will be carved there. Why? Because it's a season in the Sukkot, in Tabernacles. I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of the world. It is palm trees that firmly planted and bring forth fruit, and we see open flowers there. Why the open flowers there? Because the flower opens up to the sun. The sun of righteousness arises with healing in his wings, and the open flowers open for the sun to receive that in the rain. And when the sun disappears, it closes. These are open flowers. They're open hearts receive the word of God. They are the church. It's the highest glory that will be obtained by the body of Christ in the last days to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ being a perfect image of Jesus Christ. And that is the knowledge of the Son of God is epigenosco, not knowing him after the flesh, but after the spirit. But it's epigonosco, a higher glory, literally through the image of uh, of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. That's a knowledge of the Son of God. So the testimony of Jesus is what we're focused on in this podcast. That is the spirit of prophecy. Those are the ones, not a gift of prophecy, but a spirit of prophecy that have become one with the word and the true sayings of God that have taken heed to what Jesus said to each of the seven churches and these are the true sayings of God. The true word of God. Thus these things saith he Amen. These things. What are the things of the things, things of faith? What is that? That is the testimony. The faith that was once delivered to the saints is knowing these things that Jesus spoke to each of the seven churches which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's called the testimony of Jesus. In closing in Revelation 12 the woman Clothed with the sun, a moon, and other feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars, cried, travailing in pain. She brought forth a man child. That child is written there, but when you see it written a second time in Revelation 12, you'll find it in italics because it was not in the original manuscript. Why? Because it's man, not a child anymore, but a full grown man to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. During this time, we find two wings of a great eagle given to the woman, the church, where she flieth into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the faith of the serpent for a time, times the abiding of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,200 and threescore days. Those are the same exact ones that seed of the woman that the old devil will go out, the dragon, to destroy the woman and Her seed, which keep the commandments of God. The commandments of God are those that love God, keep his commandments. And have the testimony of Jesus. That testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Knowing those things that Jesus has spoken to each of the seven churches. Through where they are allowed and sealed in Revelation 7. Because they have believed it and received it. And they take on the mind of Christ being sealed in their foreheads, able to stand, and not only that, being the four living creatures, and each of them will say, come and see and preach in Revelation 6, white, red, black, and pale horse rider, the word of God, revealing that word to the world for a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Blessings to you. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If it has, write to me, Dennis Beard at Dennis at DennisBeard.org is my email. Or, visit our website, DennisBeard.org or people.org The time is now. Man. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. You can't come to perfection. God is doing it now. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Sealing God's people and behold, the real people.